Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids, you're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the clan of Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, could you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. How are you? I am doing well myself. Now, I know it's been a while since uh, we've been together to talk about uh, things. It's been actually several months now uh, since last we spoke. Uh, so if you have any, uh, if you hear any glitches or anything's we're changing things around and trying different things and testing the levels on microphones and what have you. Uh, bear with us here. It's been a while since we've had this. We have a new setup. We have a new computer. So uh, there's a lot of things going on, ladies and gentlemen. So bear with us. This is the first show we've had, like I said, in months. So things will be a little rocky as we go. All right, real quick. If you want to get in the conversation tonight, you can hit me up on Instant Messenger, AOL's Instant Messenger. <coughs> AOL's Instant Messenger. My God. See, you take a couple months off and you can't talk at all. Anyways, you can hit us, hit us up on AIM at EMP1G if you want to go ahead and contact us. You may. I'm alone in studio today, although Lord Baron Von Gosu is on and about, so it is possible he may make a guest appearance. I don't know, but I'm sure we'll be able to hear him uh, in the following weeks. Now, what we have on topic for tonight, quite a bit. World of Warcraft, a lot going on there. Uh, I have some thoughts, especially on the way the game has changed uh, recently and turned. Uh, the direction it's going, its direction it's coming in. Uh, creative assemblies, uh, Rome Total War. That's another thing I want to get in on. Uh, something has been happening with them too. A lot of changes. Um, the new patch came out. They had a big controversy. Something that's still go- going on. It was a big debate. Big debate for the last, excuse me, month. We'll be getting in on that. Also, Xbox 360. Like it, hate it. Sucks, blows. Greatest thing ever to grace video games. It's out for Christmas. It's one of the biggest things, biggest items on anybody's list. Uh, it's sold out countrywide. We'll be talking about that. And then also your comments as they come in. I've slid to the show for about an hour, but as you know from past shows, that can be more or less. It all depends on what falls out and what rant I get going. And I have a couple non-gaming rants that I may just drop in or perhaps a story. But anyways, let's get started. The World of Warcraft. Now, it's primarily what this show has been about for the last several months when we have done it. Uh, it's, it's been focused primarily on the World of Warcraft, and we're going to start steering the game or the uh, our show here a little away from that because, in all honesty, 
I've really come to despise a lot of what Blizzard has done and hasn't done for the World of Warcraft. Okay, I know. Oh, but this is a great shock to us. Yeah, I have not. I've been very critical of Blizzard in the past, but I've given them their props when they've deserved it. They haven't deserved a great deal lately. Uh, and here's why. And this is and actually my account expired yesterday. And I do not plan on renewing it for at least a month. I want to see 1.9 come out, uh, which is the next patch slated uh, to uh, deploy probably within the next month, maybe a month and a half to two months, they've been saying. I expected it out already, but that isn't the case. Look, the biggest debate going on right now, the biggest bite is two things. First is the fact that the servers are still not stable. And anybody playing in the U.S. knows this and can vouch for this. Illidan and Archimond, the original Terrible 20, a lot of the new servers that are up, all of them continue to have horrific latency problems. You can pretty much guarantee yourself that any time during a Sunday or a Monday, being that it's uh, towards the end of the week, you're going to have connection problems. The realm's going to go down, you're going to have latency issues out the ass, etc. It's just, it's been known to happen, and this has been going on since the game came out. And yet, Blizzard continues to release brand new servers all the time. My question to you is this, Blizzard, if any of you are listening, and we know if you listened to in the past. Probably not, because we're just getting started again. But my question is this. Why do you continue to use the money that you're making and invest in buying brand new servers that people will join for a couple weeks and then quit and then go back to their original character instead of using that money to upgrade and repair the servers that are constantly going down? Why are you trying to make new servers and, and not offering transfers? On occasion, Blizzard has offered transfers from one realm to another. What you don't understand and what probably isn't generally known is that most of the World of Warcraft games or uh, servers are on clusters of four, meaning that in each cluster there's four servers that you can transfer basically from one to another. That's why you always see one server being transferred to another and only another. They keep saying that they have to have to redo their technology and they have to relook at uh, how they're going to allow transfers to take place from one character to go to any realm there is, you know, any one of your choice. That's a bunch of bullshit, and I'll get to that in a minute as to why that's why that is. But why not upgrade those clusters? Why do you continue to make new ones? And it annoys me, and it it, it boggles the mind because you look at it, and how many servers during peak times are with population of low. Hell, maybe that's Blizzard's plan. Maybe they don't have an uh, ooh, exit strategy, to use a Iraqi war terminology. Maybe they don't have an um, uh, exit strategy for this. Maybe that is their strategy, is to get as many servers as they can at low population and spread it out that way, rather than have medium or high population where a lot of people tend to play. Uh, maybe that is the case. It just seems a little ridiculous to me. Use the money you've got and upgrade, repair, or fix the servers you currently have. You shouldn't be worrying about the players just coming into the game because they're going to be here for at least the next couple months as they grind towards 60. You should be worried about keeping the player base that you have now because they're the ones who are already at 60 or are leveling their accounts, uh, their characters as we speak. And they're the ones that have stuck with you through all the bullshit, through all you know the realm trans or, uh, failed realm transfers and uh, crashing servers and what have you over the last year and some months. But that isn't the case. That's how something's been happening. The reason I say it's bullshit is, how many of you remember? I think this was back in May, and if anybody is listening, you want to, uh, and you can, you know, specifically when this happened, let me know because I'd like to, I'd, you know, love to remember. There was a guild that was transferred from one server to another because they were being blackballed 
because they were, you know, a bunch of assholes. They would treat everybody like garbage, and nobody in the server would have anything to do with them. So they transferred off. They had a GM that they knew do them a favor and move the entire guild up, and they put them on a brand new server, which was not on their cluster. So the technology is there, and the ability for them to do it is there. And apparently Blizzard has recently sent out an email survey to its uh, various customers. I did not get one. Lucky them. Asking us, is $40 too much to charge to transfer a character from one server to another? And that's my question to you tonight. If there's one thing I want to hear from you guys on, is is $40 too much or too little to transfer your character from one server to another one of your choice? And that's not your account. That's just one character. So if you've got more than one that you want to get the hell off of one of the... You know, one of the terrible 20, it's going to cost you, you know, 40, 80, 120 bucks or more. Is it enough? Is it too much? Is it too little? You let me know. Personally, I think it's outrageous. $40 to transfer an, a virtual character from one realm to another. And you know, most of the transfer is going to be to escape the lag problems. I feel bad for anybody in Archimon. As yeah, Z-Money saying that's a, that was about May is when the, uh, that guild got transferred. And, you know, the big. You know, brouhaha that we had. We even talked about it here on the show. And that Blizzard got caught with their pants down, uh, allowing this to take place. And then they had to put him back on the server because people were demanding that they were getting preferential treatment. And they brought this on themselves. And I agree, it was preferential treatment. And they should have moved them back. But, I mean, $40 to charge a person to move their character, I understand. Yeah, I know. Before you start, and a bunch of you already, and we all about ever questioned it, just because a company has done it in the past doesn't mean it's necessarily the best. It's kind of like raid content. And EverQuest, uh, the evil C-word, content. Ugh, I'm tired of hearing that word. There's got to be another thing to do. But and, you know, it just seems ridiculous to me to move it, especially when you're trying to escape the server problems that are caused by the company themselves and their refusal to fix them. Not to mention, let's say, like I happen to know that we have a bunch of uh, former clanmates that play on Archimonde. And let's say we wanted to pick up the entire guild and move them there you know, to join up with them in the Horde. Well... We're not going to want to transfer, or even if we wanted to transfer to a high-population uh, server, there's not necessarily going to be uh, allow us to do that. I guess what really annoys me is they've been talking about this for months, and it was supposed to, uh, allegedly, it was supposed to be out with one point, I think it was the 1.7 patch or the 1.6 patch. And several CMs had actually alluded to this fact, and then, of course, they went back and fixed this and changed it. How long does it... It's like the shard bag for Warlocks. It's like, you know, Jesus Christ, it's a bag! You've already got one for hunters. How hard is it to implement? Well, we're still working on the bag. You've been working on a bag for eight months. It's a friggin' ammo bag. Instead of arrows, there's shards. What kind of balance could this possibly require? At any rate, you understand where I'm coming from. $40 to me is too expensive, and I would not pay it. Now that's me. Okay, now let's look in the bright let's look in the flip side. Now Blizzard has a point for where they're coming from. Every one of us know that the gold farmers that are out there continually, you know, make accounts, buy new accounts, uh, harvest accounts, and they, they build an altar and build an altar. They want, they have characters on every single server farming gold to sell on their websites or what have you. What this is to prevent people from doing is transferring their character from one server to another to another, selling gold as they go where demand is highest. For instance, let's say the, the server I play on is Mac Theridan. Let's say that there's a huge demand uh, on Mac Theridan for people uh, selling gold. There's a lot of people that want to buy epic mounts or epic you know, weapons or what have you. Well, let's say I have a character on Archimon with 3,000 gold that I've been farming. I transferred over there, sell the gold to them in real time, in real life. They gave me money. I you know, meet up with their character and give them the gold. And then I transfer off and I hop somewhere else. 
or let's say it's easier pickings, or maybe there's less competition to farm stuff on a brand new server that's just come up, or one that's been up for the last 20, you know, for about two months or so, and there's nobody in Tyr's hand to compete against. I move my character there, farm a shitload of gold, and then move on to something else. And I understand that that's what they're trying to prevent. However, I don't see why they can't implement something that would be like, you can only transfer characters once every six months, or once every three months. To me, this would prevent a lot of that, because you can't change in three months to meet that kind of demand. That just isn't going to be there. Sinvict is saying, if I'm going to pay 40 bucks uh, for something uh, World of Warcraft related, it's either it's going to be uh, either be gold on IGE or the expansion. And that's a good point. What happens if I transfer my character to you know one server when the expansion comes out, and that server, for those of you who do not know, and this is uh, being debated now, certain servers will be transferred into expansion servers, meaning that if you're on a server, like say MacThered and it's tapped to become an expansion server, I either have to buy the expansion to stay on the server, or I have to transfer off. So what happens if I transfer to Archimond, and I decide to play there, and that gets tapped for an expansion, but I don't want to buy the expansion, I just want to play vanilla World of Warcraft? Well, then you're fucked. Either you know, throw down the 40 or 50 bucks for the expansion, or you pay 40 bucks to transfer off. It, it, you're going to get screwed in the end. I, I just don't understand why that should be allowed. Or, you know what, 40 bucks is fine. However, if you are on one of these servers that are continually plagued by server problems and lag problems, and it's very well documented as to which one is which, so it wouldn't be hard to prove that you're on, you're stuck on a crap hole server, there should be either a discounted uh, transfer fee or you should be allowed free. And I'm not saying transferring to one of their servers of their choice, that being their being World of Warcraft. One of your choice. If you want to block off all the high-population uh, ones, that's fine. That way you don't have to fight the queue lines, which apparently is causing another big headache on a lot of different servers because of that. That you're waiting in line for an hour or two or three just to play the damn game. Divine Justice saying $2 is too much, maybe a dollar a character. Uh, well, that's awfully cheap. I wouldn't necessarily say I would want to go that cheap. I'd prefer it to be free, but, you know, that's that being said... Uh, Tyrioth uh, is chiming in saying, I was wondering about the, the transfer thing. They said they sent out a poll asking people, yeah, we were talking about that. Uh, willing to pay $40 or less. They had to decide the perfect amount of shards in the... What? Stick with one conversation, boy! That's right. Okay. So we're just going to ignore Tyrioth because he's a little behind the conversation. <laughs> For those of you new who are just tuning in, this is the Emperor of Clan Appeal Guard, and you are listening to the Emperor's Court on the Clan Appeal Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Uh, this is powered by BlizzLink and RadioLinkNet.com. Check out our sponsors. We appreciate all that they do for us, and you should too. Definitely check out our sponsors. It always helps when uh, you patronize their sites because it helps us uh, you know, stick around. At any rate, I, I, I would like to see them be free. At least, as, if not for everybody, then at least for those who have been punished. And let's let's be honest, it has been punished by being stuck on these stupid servers that have had these problems and the game went live. There is no excuse for these continued problems. That's that's one big bitch I have with World of Warcraft. But that isn't the one that got me to quit the game because MacTherian. Although it has a share of problems, isn't one of the ones that is continually plagued by uh, uh, by lag problems. What really got to me, and I've been talking with a lot of guys, and our, our clan has started to filter a little away from World of Warcraft more and more and more. Uh, and it, we're moving back to other games we played in the past, so we're waiting for something up and coming. And there is one game later I want to talk about that uh, excites me, and has, has my interest, uh, actually two games that have my interest uh, really focused. I'm hoping that they turn out as well as they're being uh, built. 
the thing that's really turned me away from the world of Warcraft and Blizzard specifically, and finally been you know the last straw that broke the camel's back to you know go cliche, is I've hit the 60 wall, meaning I've been 60 since I believe the end of March. That's a long time. I've been in the Molten Core half a dozen times. I've gotten a few epic pieces. I got the epic, uh, the epic uh, trinkets from Dark, the Dark Moon Fair, and I'm bored. I am very bored. To me, there is nothing left to do. I've seen all there is to see, with the exception of, like, say, Ragnaros or the Blackwing Lair Group. And to me, I just don't have any interest in that. I don't care. I don't have the time and I don't have the interest to throw into it to be playing six and seven days a week, even if it's three or four hours a day, raiding Molten Core continually, raiding Zolguru continually to gear myself up to go to the next instance. For player versus player, back in my day when when men were men, and player versus player was something that was, was interesting and, and skill-based and popular and challenging, you were playing for something. Usually it was what the other guy was wearing or carrying or had on his body. In World of Warcraft, it's a ladder system, but it's a grind. And this is part of of Blizzard's plan to keep us busy. It's like, you know, uh, the Wizard of Oz. Remember when they find the wizard and the guy is sitting behind the curtain is like, Ignore the man behind the curtain! Well, it's the same thing here. Ignore the fact that developers aren't doing anything. And just keep grinding away to get to level 14 to become a high warlord. Do you know how hard it is? There are people... And not just a couple, but dozens of people who are doing a million contribution points a week and are still not gaining any ground. They come in third or fourth. On the, that means there's people doing more than a million CP a week. And most of these players are either you know people who are are, trading, are sharing their accounts with their friends and a bunch of them are, are playing in shifts, which to me is an excellent idea, especially for those who don't want to sit in front of their computer for 12 hours a day, or it's you know guys home from college who are spending their entire vacation doing this, or high school kids who are spending their vacation doing this. I read one poor bastard on the server that um, uh, that said that he had actually spent his entire vacation home from work. He was home for two weeks and spent and dedicated that time to uh, level up. Specifically for player versus player. Now, you can make fun of the guy all you like. The point is, when did it come down to this casual, friendly game, or supposed to be, to a grind fest where it doesn't have anything to do with skill? I mean, that's this biggest bitch for Arathi Basin. And this, we actually built a team. We built a 1G team, and we did fairly well in Arathi Basin. We were one of the few Horde teams that actually played on a regular basis. And we gave the Alliance as good as we got. Considering we were, you know, having mainly superior gear with some epics here and there. And the fact that only about half of us have had our epic mounts. We did fairly well. The problem is you would play the two or three alliance teams on our server that were so epically geared, and they played all day, every day, all week round. And they would crush you inside of two or five minutes. You know, a lot of them would just leave the game. Then they put in these mark of honors that you get when you lose. Well, then we just sit there. Well, I wouldn't sit there. We would actually fight. But anytime you go with a pickup group, you'd sit there. At the, cat, at the church, and you just wait for them to hurry up and win the game, get your Mark of Honor, and leave. How is that fun? Or you go into Alterac Valley, and nothing is accomplished. Nobody's actually interested in winning the game. It's just a CP grind. You go up, you drop a blizzard, you hit 10 targets, and then you run away, and then you get credit for them. 
Granted, you're not doing much da enough damage to get a whole lot of contribution points, but if you're in there long enough and you kill enough targets, eventually it starts to add up. How is this skillful? How does this prove one person's better than another? I, I've read Sarix and, and the other community managers' bullshit reasoning about, well, there's a difference between skill and, and time put in. Yeah, you're right, there is. And my question to you is, what is the difference? How do you tell skill? I mean, I have fought uh, field marshals, grand marshals, and what have you, and I've destroyed them. I mean, absolutely destroyed them. I pride myself on being one of the better mages that, that plays on my server, at least in a one-on-one -on -one or you know, in a, in a small group setting. In grand battles, granted, I understand it's a slugfest. Whoever's army wins. But they're not fought like armies. All it is is, and there's no penalty for dying, and that's what really gets me. So, I mean, you know, I see people running in, suiciding, especially mages. Remember the mage train? You'd get one priest and four mages, and you'd shield all of them, and then you'd run them one after the other, and they'd all, you know, drop arcane explosions and blast waves and what have you. One after the other, after the other, after the other. And you'd do as much shock damage as you could. You may lose one or two guys, but whoever lived got all those points. How is that skill? How does that prove anything? And the problem is Blizzard says, well, this is the casual's, uh, this is the casual's solution to getting epic items. It's doing the PvP system, because you can play it at your leisure. You can load into a battleground anytime you like. Well, no, that's not true. You can load to a battleground on most servers only during peak times. Otherwise, they sit vacant. People don't even play worse on Gaulish on my server unless it's a holiday. And that's another thing. The holiday has not worked since it came in. It's supposed to give you bonus honor. Right? Yeah, it does. It's supposed to give you bonus faction, too. I don't know if anybody knew that. Probably not because you never actually see the results, because it doesn't work. The developers have admitted that it doesn't work, but they haven't fixed it. Now, I understand you're waiting for me to say a positive, that so far I'm admitting about Blizzard, but guess what? I'm a really pissed-off customer, and that's why I'm not paying them 15 bucks anymore. And I know a lot of people who aren't. A lot of people I know have fallen out of favor with this game because there's nothing for them to do. A lot of us got into this for the player-versus-player player aspect, and it's gone. I tell you, the best times I had, the funnest times I had, was getting a bunch of the guards together and going to raid Darkshire or South Shore or, you know, going into Westfall and waiting for some jackass to actually attack us and flag himself and then beating the hell out of him. And we didn't get dick for those points. Those were fun. Open field, in the world, fights. You can't do that anymore. You can, but God help you if you happen to kill one of those, uh, 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 civilians. Because then you lose all the honor that you had been working for to get, you know, X amount of things. So you have one or two choices. Either you can play PvP and go through the rat race to try and build yourself up to get those epic gears to get the higher uh, levels, the higher ranks. Or you can say, screw that, and just go PvP in the world and rank be damned. The problem is PvP without some kind of legitimate end goal eventually becomes nil. It becomes boring. If I wanted that, I will load up Ultimate or uh, Unreal Tournament and go play that. Because I can go around and shoot people too. And there's no penalty for dying other than I die and have to respawn. The PvP system, and, and, and this is going to lead into, this is kind of going to segue into my main point for the World of Warcraft before we get off this topic and move on to something else. If anyone's been to the forums lately, I'm talking about the World of Warcraft forums. 
Actually, before that, Turoth wants to get in on this. He says important. Some of the civilians aren't even labeled uh, uh, civilians. I killed a guard yesterday that wasn't labeled but counted as one, and he got penalized. And that's another thing. And this escapes the realm of logic, at least for me. Common sense dictates to me that if you're trying to prevent people from running in and destroying, like, say, the crossroads and killing all the uh, civilians that give out the quests, why not simply make them untargetable? As in, they don't aggro to fight you, and you can't shoot them. Wouldn't that make sense? Are there not characters in the game, uh, the opposing faction, that you cannot target, that says, you know, this person cannot be engaged in combat? How hard would that have been? But instead, since everyone is climbing for a dishonor system, which isn't what people were asking for at all, they decided to put this in, and punishes you for killing a civilian. A lot of times, they will aggro and attack you, if you're within range. They're not supposed to, but they do. Uh, Sinvicta's actually uh, throwing me a uh, a link here to the World of Warcraft general discussion. Ooh, cool. That's like the second one now I've seen. There's a couple Emperor's Court uh, is live uh, threads up there. That's kind of cool to see. But let's go back. This is what I was getting to. This is the main point. Recently, this was on the 16th. It's two days ago. Sarek went and posted on the World of Warcraft general forums a sticky post that is basically saying uh, the thread title is 60 and Beyond Endgame Progression. And he's addressing the huge uproar that's been going on for the last month and a half about the basically the big casual versus hardcore gamer debate. And it's something I'm not going to get into this week. Perhaps I'll talk about it next... Well, not next week, because next week is... Um, isn't next week uh, Christmas? I'm looking over here at my producer. She says yes. Okay, so we'll probably have to push this to, like, Monday. At any rate... The biggest problem is is this debate. We'll, we'll talk about it, like I said, next week. But he, they're addressing it saying, and they're basically saying, shut up, stop whining, we're working on it. And again, he calls for patience. A couple of things that he wants to talk, I'm going to quote here. Quote, stat progression for players who refrain from large groups. We have some particular ideas and plans which will allow players who do not wish to raid to upgrade gear and see some statistical improvement. These particular elements should hold an epic, quote-unquote, feel while remaining targeted at the solo and small group player. Okay, let's say you put that in. In theory, it's great. In practice, it's like communism. It ain't gonna work. Why? Let's say that I'm part of a raid guild, and I'm decked out with my Tier 1 or Tier 2 epic set. And you put in quests that allow a casual gamer to increase his stats or get, you know, gear of equivalent. What's to stop me from blowing through that exact same quest in half the time or a quarter of the time and getting the exact same thing and getting all the stat upgrades, including all the gear I'm already wearing? You're not gaining any ground in anybody. If you're a casual gamer, you're still behind the pack. Why? Because as you're getting these stats, so are the people you're trying to catch. People aren't doing player versus player, and that's why it's so hard to find horror groups on our server because the Alliance has so many teams that are decked out in gear Epic gear. We're talking Molten Core and Blackwing Lair gear. That is just impossible to try and kill somebody. The, the, the items in this game, the itemization in this game has made certain characters simply unbeatable. Now, I said earlier that I have schooled some you know, level 14 or rank 14 players. Now, keep in mind, my gear is pretty decent for who I am and for how much I play. My gear is not too shabby. I've only got like two or three epics on my guy, but everything else is decent blues and I'm enchanted pretty well. So, I mean, I'm competing at least at a semi-decent level. But in this particular case, you're not targeting it for casuals. You're not going to gain any ground. Again, this is a bait-and-switch. 
Look what I have in my hand over here while I'm smacking you in the ass with my other hand. This is not going to work. Again, one of those, I'm glad to hear they're, uh, they're thinking of this. My question is, where was this idea back in last November when the game came out? Why are you just now getting this? We've been talking about this debate for months. This really started getting going. If anyone remembers, it started inflaming in July when a lot of people were hitting 60. Anyways, next. Quote, questing at 60. We realize that at 60, strong incentive for questing evaporates. Yeah, no shit. Obviously, this is due primarily to experience rewards or the lack thereof at level 60. We are developing methods to alter yet reinvigorate questing for players who have reached level cap. What? What? That didn't tell me anything. We're working on making it invigorating. Such as? This is a little. This is a point where a few details, specific ones, wouldn't be a bad thing to put in there. Just saying that we have plans doesn't help. Your forms are into a river of flame, and this is continual, daily. You cannot log on to their forms, even in game. It's to talk about in 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 Agamar, in Undercity. I was even hell. I was even in the Barrens, and there was a bunch of level twenties talking about the same thing. That they're going to take sweet ass time getting to sixty, because once you're there, there's nothing to do. You've seen Skullamance five or ten times. That's nice. You've seen Stratholm five or ten times. That's cool. And then there's the specter of the level 70 cap raise, which I am for, but understand this, and this is why I think that this is, and I'll get to the reason why this was posted in a minute, but the specter of level 70 is coming with the expansion, which means all the gear that these people are slugging away and bleeding for to get is to become irrelevant overnight as soon as the expansion is, is released. And Yasserik having, or it was Eonix, one of the CMs had said, well, well, you really should get all the gear because that means you can hit the ground running as soon as the, it comes out and be able to progress that much faster. Well, if raising the cap to level 70 is supposed to give us something to do for a while, why would you want us to do it faster? Uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is it becomes irrelevant because eventually level 60, 61, 62, 63, as that gear becomes available through quests, as they said it's going to, your epics that you spend all the time in Molten Core become irrelevant. All right, let me go on, let me go on. Quote, we feel confident we have provided a great richness and variety into the game that, may, that many can draw from and have experiences. However, we are not done yet. Well, I certainly hope so. Hope not. There are events, quest dungeons, and other content which has been in the works for some time and are going to be able un, available uh, in the foreseeable future. Issues that are simply generating content takes time, and the content being developed for, let us say, Patch 1.9 has been in development for more time than can simply since release of 1.8. No, you're kidding. My problem is, you don't seem to have any kind of foresight. It's like, none of this ever came as a, as a possibility to you. Sinvictus got a good point. He says, raising the cap to 70 just delays the cancellation of board 60s. And that's true. The people, the, the expansion is going to keep people because everyone's going to play a blood lord or a, a blood elf. If it takes so much time to get this content going, why was this stuff not in, in uh, development before? Oh, that's right. We had to spend all the, this time balancing out the classes because they were so skewed and trying to fix in the Hunter class, which wasn't even done at the time the game was released. So now you're playing catch-up, and this is what really burns my ass, is the fact that Blizzard is continually playing catch-up. They're not ahead of anything. 
And they keep, you know, carrying the banner for Dire Maul and Rodden. Well, she, we released these five-man dungeons for the casual gamer. Granted, I will applaud Dire Maul, although it looks to me like it was made on the N64 engine, and Rodden, which I love, were great dungeons. The problem is, you released them in March. It's December. In the meantime, what you have released is four raid outside raid dragons when the last patch. You put in Zulgorub, which is a 20-man raid. You put in Blackwing Lair, which is another 40-man raid. You put in Lord Azergos, or I'm sorry, Azergos the Dragon, another raid uh, outside raid dragon. And you put the uh, demon that uh, uh, Doomguard raid uh, lord in the Blasted Lands. So let's count. Let's see. Four dragons, plus Azergos, plus the Dreadlord, or the Doomguard. That's six. So Guru, and Blackwing Lair. Get the phone. I hate that. There we go. Gotta get the phone out of, out of the new studio. We're, this is a whole new setup where we're sitting in, folks. So, Anyways, in all that time, this is what has been released for the raid or the hardcore gamers. What have the casual gamers got? The ten-man or five-man dungeons. What has been released since March? I'm waiting. Rathy Basin! Shut up. They can hardly be called an instance for five and ten man players. Simvict is saying Zulgrub is a good instance. I'm not saying it's not. The point is, it's for 20 men. 20 people. And the gear still isn't that good. For the amount of time you put in Zulgrub, you might as well go to the Molten Core and still get better gear out of it. That's what it comes down to. And yet, nothing has been done to cater to the quote-unquote casual gamer. This is the only game where the entire uh, time you play it, up to level 60, you can do on your own with a small group of friends. Once you hit 60, all of a sudden you now need 40, meow, you meow need 20 or 40 of your closest friends. And God help you if they suck, because you'll wipe and wipe and wipe. And I don't... Yes, Teroth is telling me, uh, don't forget when they did Silthius. Or Silius. Oh, God, I can't pronounce that thing. You know what I'm talking about. Again, one of those bait and switches where they talk, when they talked about, well, you'll be able to join Silthius and do single and small group quests for epic rewards. What they didn't tell us at the time, and what they actually took out of the original post and put in, was leading up to a 20 and 40 man raid instance. So go ahead and throw those in. Say four dragons, five dragons. The Dreadlord. I keep calling him a Dreadlord. I'm sorry, he's a Doomguard. Sorry. That's six. Uh, so Guru is seven. Blackwing Lair is eight. Uh, and then you got the two from that... Uh, I, I'm just going to call it AQ because I can't even pronounce anything. That's ten. Ten different content additions for raid guilds. None for five or ten or even fifteen man dungeons and instances. You tell me where the direction of this game is going. You tell me who the player is that they're catering to. Don't hand me some bullshit line that they're working on for you know their casual gamers. I tell you what brings this on. And I this is just computer, just my speculation. I cannot prove this. Just my speculation. But I'm willing to bet that the reason why is not because their forms are a continual you know uh, flame fest. It's the fact that they are losing a lot of players like me. More and more, and I'm willing to bet they've lost more customers this holiday season than they've gained with all the Christmas hype of buying new games. 
I bet you that is the case. And it must be enough people that they're starting to get a little alarmed by the accounts being being canceled because of the lack of shit to do. One of the other things they talk about is that they're going to revamp the player versus player system. I don't even know where to start with that. I don't even know how to begin. One of the games that I'm looking forward to is Darkfall. Up and coming. And I'll tell you why. I'm getting a little ahead of my uh, of my cheat sheet over here as to what I want the different topics I want to hit. But Darkfall is what I want to, is, is what we're looking forward to. And the reason why is because the PvP the entire world is based on player versus player, and it's going to be very similar to what Ultima Line used to be. If I nuked your ass, I got everything on you. Your armor, your weapons, your gold, anything you were carrying. If you weren't dumb enough to leave it in your house or, or uh, leave it in your bank, it's mine. And the same thing if I die. Hell, if you have your keys to your house, and this used to happen, go back and listen to my old archives. You want to hear some stories, especially when we did the uh, history, uh, the Imperial Guard history back in August, our uh, our was it ninth or tenth year anniversary? Tenth year ninth year anniversary. We raided people's houses. We took everything in their damn house. That to me is interesting. That to me is challenging. That to me is there a con- there's a consequence to dying. If I lose or die or disconnect or whatever, and somebody else kills me, I've just lost everything on me. I got to go back to my house. I got to find someone to resurrect me. Go back to my house, regear, and then I go out and fight. I can tell you in Ultima Online, they added a new expansion pack and new content. And you know what they did? All they did was give us new places to go and fight each other, because that's all that we did every single day. We didn't give a damn that there was a Balrog in, in some particular dungeon. You know, We didn't give a damn that there's some Arch Lich that we can go kill in Covetous. All we knew was that there's X amount of, of innocents, or what we call anti-PKs, sitting in Covetous, and there's X amount of us Red Dreadlords. Let's go in there and kick their ass and take everything they had. Most of the time we won, and sometimes we didn't. And some of the, the best times I had it was laughing my ass off with my friends when we got our asses kicked by a bunch of scrubs because we either accidentally nuked ourselves or instead of healing our, our ally, we actually shot him with an energy bolt or what have you. Darkfall offers this. And this is the other thing I like. In Ultima Online, your skill was based on how you played your character. Everybody had had the ability to get the exact same amount, same skills. We could get 100 in may, a magic, 100 in you know, fencing, which you know allowed you to get a double swing, or uh, swordsmanship, which allowed you to stun your opponent if you hit them, or uh, in mace if you went uh, with maces, you could have a crushing blow, which would you know knock the stamina of your opponent so he couldn't run away. It was completely based on how well you played your character, because items were not that important. Almost everybody used uh, items crafted by characters, because they were cheap to make, and everybody could get their hands on them. It was a rarity that you ever saw a magic item, because even the magic ones weren't that excessively powerful. They were great to have. You know, that magic heavy crossbow of might did help when you're five feet from me, and I shoot you in the ass. That's going to do an extra damage, but it wasn't enough that it was game-breaking. I mean, there were players on our server on, on Caskills that were notorious, and you knew, don't fuck with this guy, because if I do, I'm going to die. Or I better make sure that I've got three or four of my friends to jump this guy if I see him, because if I see him on the screen, I'm running the other way. Group and allies be damned. Because you knew these were guys who knew how to play their character, and, they, and items wasn't it. 
it was completely skill based. Dark Fall is the same way with better graphics. At least it's supposed to be. They're just starting clan betas. And we're trying to get our, we're tr our clan is trying to get in. But I'm sincerely hoping and praying that this game is everything is as advertised. That it is the experience that we had in Ultima Online. Because I've never had more fun than that game. As far as MMO goes. And I don't care if they get 50,000 subscribers. If it's the game that I like to play. Where I can actually see my skill versus somebody else's. And I know who is good and who is not. To me... It'll be worth whatever they're charging as far as a as far as a, a monthly fee. To me, the World of Warcraft, in my opinion, is a dying game. Stop! I already I can hear you throwing stuff against the wall and throwing your arms up in the air and kicking your dog. Oh, that's bullshit! I got four and a half million customers. I, I show me another game with four million customers. That's a failure. I didn't say it was a failure. I said it's a game on the decline, and I think it is. And I think this post has a lot to do with it. Aside from the fact it's saying, don't post any of, any place, don't talk about this anywhere, except in this thread. And as soon as it hits 30 pages replied, the thread will break because the forums are screwy and they have terrible coding. And then what? The reason I say that is because Blizzard continues to bring out raid-level content. And they're saying, you know, we're going to cater to the player who spends all his time in-game and is going to keep playing than trying to keep the casual player. It's just like in ratings for, like, say, wrestling. Wrestling shouldn't be marketing to the hardcore wrestling fans because those people are going to tune in regardless of what kind of matches you put on. World of Warcraft should not necessarily be putting every single patch out there uh, giving raid content because those people are going to be around regardless. There's always something else that they want to do and spend their time doing over and over and over. Your money in your main market comes from the people who log in and play an hour or two a night, maybe three or four nights out there, who want to build up their character, make them look nice, hang out with their online friends. In other words, they're playing for the community, not necessarily the game. And uh, something that's been, been talked about is the fact that a lot of the uh, former EverQuest developers are now on staff with Blizzard. And the reason why the game has taken the direction it has is because of them and because of their you know outlook and their philosophy. And maybe that's the case. I don't know. I do know when you go down here and he starts to talk about this, and, and Sarah has it in his post, and he says that, there is, that they are going to make new dungeons for 5 and 10-man, and they're going to, you know try to put this towards more specifically, you know, uh, you know, casual friendly players. But that's not going to be done to the expansion. And in other words, okay, you got to give us a bit of patience, hang around, you know, uh, just do what you want, give us time to build it and when the expansion comes out, by the expansion we'll give you three or four dungeons. Meanwhile, we're going to continue to release free content, relatively free, for those people who are still with us. Uh, for the raid guilds. Am I knocking raid guilds? Absolutely not. I think that a game should cater to all play styles. Right now, that's not the case. And I think that's the people that they're starting to lose. And let's face it. There are more, quote-unquote, casual players than there are the hardcore raid gamers. You know it's true, and so do I. 
World PvP, they're thinking about it. Revamping the honor system, they're thinking about it. Oh, Christ. It took six months for them to bring out the honor system to begin with. And the sucker was supposed to ship with the game. So basically you're telling me it took you six months extra to bring out an honor system that didn't work and was broken from the start that you admit and have no idea how to fix it. But please be patient and wait, and eventually we'll get around to it. Enough is enough, at least for me. I've yanked my 15 bucks. My account expired yesterday. A lot of the guys in the clan are still playing it. I'm still reading the boards, and I'll still keep tabs on the game. I'm going to keep up to date with what's going on. If for no other reason than just because I don't want to sound like a complete blithering idiot on this show. Too late! Shut up. When it comes to World of Warcraft, because I'm not playing the game. I haven't played the game more than like once or twice in the last three weeks. And I don't miss it. What does that tell you? What does that tell me? Alright, Tiroth may have the comment of the night. He says, six months for an honor system still doesn't beat going nine months for a bag of rocks. Or for a bag for rocks and shards. I still don't get that. It's a, it's a fucking bag. It's a goddamn bag. It's an ammo bag. All you have to do is change this name from ammo bag to shard bag. That's it. Why did it take you nine months of talking about it and debating it and worrying about balance issues? Sinvicta wants me to spend the 15 bucks on strippers. Yeah, I'm sure Mystic Man will really like that. What do you think, dear? 15 bucks on strippers? Yeah, she said she'll strip for me for free. Well, there you go, see? <laughs> Alrighty, folks, I need to grab a drink, take a break. Uh, we'll be back here in, in about uh, two or three minutes here. So enjoy the music that I'm just picking randomly off of my uh, 1900 music uh, song list here. So whatever you know pops in, pops in, so... I don't know. No, I don't have anything. Uh, commercials. You're waving at me about the commercials. No, we don't have any commercials right now. That's another thing, folks. And this is something I'll be posting up on the website at onesyourborn.com. Uh, is a discussion about whether or not you want us to do the commercials again, come up with new ones. And, and I'll be honest with you, if we do, they're not going to be World of Warcraft specific. They're going. I mean, some will be World of Warcraft like they have been in the past, but there's going to be, uh, you know, other things. Yeah. No, I see. Right. So, yeah, that'll be something we'll be discussing and uh, talking about. And that's something I want to hear back from you especially as to what you think. And so look for that on onesyourborn.com, which is our website. Also, if you're tuning in late, you want to get the full archive of the show, we're still going here, folks. We've got a lot yet to cover. So, obviously, we're going to go a little more than uh, uh, a little more 10 minutes. What? Or, I'm sorry, a little more than an hour. Commercial. Throw in one commercial for old time's sake. All right. Uh, what do we want to do? The Gay Paladin? Fat Chicks, the Korean Dog commercial, uh, I don't know, will you tell me, alright, we'll throw this one in, we'll throw we'll throw a pouting commercial in just for the hell of it, just for old times sake, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, anyway, we've got a lot to cover here, um, trying to get to the uh, break, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there folks, so bit by bit by bit, so, I'm being slammed by people who are uh, requesting certain commercials and specific commercials. Good God. I'm glad to hear that you guys still remember all this shit. I know it's been a few months and I was afraid that people wouldn't remember who the hell we were, but... Alright. I see it. Okay. Alright, alright, alright. guys. We'll be back in about two minutes. Hey! Who left all this garbage? 
garbage on the steps of Congress. I'm not garbage. I'm an amendment to be, yes, an amendment to be. And I'm hoping that they'll ratify me. There's a lot of flag burners who have got too much freedom. I want to make it legal for policemen to beat them. Cause there's limits to our liberties. Please I hope and pray that there are. Cause those liberal freaks go too far. Why can't we just make a law against flag burning? Because that law would be unconstitutional. But if we change the Constitution... Then we can make all sorts of crazy laws. Now you're catching on. What the hell is this? We need another Vietnam to thin up their ranks a little. What if people say you're not good enough to be in the Constitution? Then I'll crush all opposition to me. And I'll make Ted Kennedy pay. If he fights back, I'll say that he's gay. Amendment, they ratified ya. You're in the U.S. Constitution. Oh, yeah. Doors open, boys. <laughs> I just got off the phone with Tom McCarter from the Budget Committee. This thing with Father screwed up, Pooch. What? I can't lump us in with that fucking Martian. We're all in the same boat, fellas. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls, mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. about shenanigans, right? Hey there, studly men. The Paladins of Azeroth will chat it up with you right now. Hear us issue our sails of command and lay the hammer of justice to each other. Oh, I'm so excited, my nipples are hard. So call 1-900-FAIRY-POLLY to talk with us, the girly man of Azeroth. I think I just popped my shield!
Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at, uh... <clears throat> that wasn't the best intro, yes, I know. Anyways, folks, you're listening to the Emperor Clan Pilgrim coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight, and this is the Emperor's Court. Thanks for tuning in. Alright, uh, before the break, we were talking about the World of Warcraft and things that I did not like. What a great shock. Yes, I know this comes as, as no surprise to a lot of you, but anyways, you know where I sit on the on the entire topic, and you know where I'm coming from. Now, moving on to something else that I wanted to uh, get to, especially as this has been a hot topic uh, in certain uh, communities, especially ours at, at OneJewerBorn.com uh, and others, is uh, Creative Assembly's Rome Total War, uh, especially their expansion, uh, the Barbarian Invasion. The expansion in and of itself was fantastic, especially the one-player mode. I liked it. There were some some very large, glaring bugs that needed to be fixed. Uh, they had a pass, patch they uh, put in recently this week that took care of that. It was a fantastic addition to a fantastic one-player game. However, being that I love to play multiplayer, and this is exactly the kind of game I like, historical miniatures, thousands of units, and, and being the commander of it all, to me, that's exactly the kind of game that I like, and we excelled at it. We're one of the best clans in it. We still are. However, recently, Creative Assembly apparently received several complaints from several players uh, that in their, their chat lobbies, their public chat lobbies, there was an extreme use of language, uh, racial slurs, uh, nation-hating, etc. So, in a terrible example of hitting a, you know, a fly with a sledgehammer, they shut down all the public chat rooms, and they cut off the ability to talk. How the hell anybody is supposed to get a game going or talk with their clanmates or organize anything because they don't have private channels and they wouldn't let people whisper privately? <coughs> Excuse me. I have no idea. So a giant uproar, you know, went through TotalWar.com and TotalWar.org, which is their their community forums for the game and the company, especially themselves. And to their credit, their developers like Shogun and a couple others actually came on and met with the community, explained what's going on, and when the community said, that's a bunch of BS, you're going to kill the rest of us, they said, tough shit, deal with it. And that was it. And then said that they would start banning people, anybody who continued to complain about it on their forums, they would be banned because they were spending too much time and too many resources trying to put out the fires on their forum and rather than addressing the problem in the game. Now... I'm not a lawyer, but I'm going to pretend to be one here on the internet for just a minute. But I'm quite sure that a company cannot be sued for something like this. If that was the case, Battle.net and Blizzard would be sued on a constant basis because there are players in the game of World War, of Warcraft 3 that have the game have the name like Nigger Love, uh, uh, Wetback Jimmy, you know, Paco the Dirty Mexican, uh, you know, uh, Christians Eat Babies, that kind of thing. I mean, these are the names of players, and this is allowed. Nobody changes their name. You know, they have public channels. There are no administrators or, or mods in their public channels. You can say whatever you want. It's freedom of speech. They don't, you know, traffic any of this or, or, or police any of this. So my question is, why would Creative Assembly go to this extent Rather than simply putting in somebody to actually watch it, let's face it: their entire multiplayer, uh, uh, their entire multiplayer system blows ass. There's no exception. Anybody who's played it knows exactly what I'm talking about. It is not uncommon for you to spend 30 to 40 minutes trying to get a game going between uh, in a two-on-two or three-on-three or four-on-four because all it takes is one person to lag to disconnect the entire game. No, I am not exaggerating. The entire game is designed and played off of GameSpy, which, as the players call it, GameSpy, and you wonder why. 
But hey, that's offensive. So they shut down all the chat lobbies. And they don't let any talking. So a giant boycott goes in. Nobody started, nobody's playing Rome Total War. Now, the word goes out not to buy the games. People are saying they're not going to buy from Creative Assembly anymore. Considering that how Rome Total War was a giant slap in the face to the multiplayer community to begin with, this really didn't help their case any. And I'm sure Sega was the one who jumped in on this because they're the ones who bought Creative Assembly uh, some months ago and said, deal with this, we don't want to hear about it, fix it. I mean, this is a game, this is like World of Warcraft, but to me, it hits home a little more because it's, you know, I like the game, it was a smaller community, you knew the different clans, you knew the different people, there was enough people playing that it was interesting to log on every single night and play somebody different. It's a game, at least in the first player, because you could see the potential this thing had in the one-player version, and it fell so drastically short in the multiplayer. There are different options, and the community offered lots of options. For instance, oh, I don't know, like a profanity filter that would filter out different kinds of words like, you know, racial slurs or, you know, swear words, that type of thing. That could have been implemented. It wasn't. They should have been in there from inception. And that was, uh, you know, an under oversight by the developers, again. Or they could have... A mod they put in there, like a bot that auto-bans when you say a certain word. Or they could have put in the fact that we're allowed to make our own private channels for different clans and allow us to do it that way. I mean, the problem is it's one giant community public chat room. And remember, this is the problem they had when the game first released because they forgot to change the coding. So once 30 people were in the chat room, nobody else in the world could join on to play multiplayer because it would, it would disconnect you. Because only 30 people were allowed to play it. And it took them two months before they fixed this. And they sold something like a million and a half copies of the game. So you got to imagine how many thousands of people were turned away because 30 people were in the chat lobby. Anyways, when your game isn't full and you're trying to get a couple of players because it, as your game becomes stale, when it's listed as a game to be played, it goes to the bottom of the screen and not everybody sees it. So what you do is you switch over into the, into the public lobby while you're sitting in the chat room for the game and say, you know... Uh, Clan with G two on two needs one more person, or you know looking for three more players, be, you know good players, or looking for a clan battle, or let's say that you're trying to set up a clan match. We had show matches that we used the uh, our shoutcast server and we did play by play. Kind of tricky, but we did it. But the problem is you can't communicate. I could communicate to them via voice. The problem is they're hearing me ten seconds later because being that this is radio, there is a cast delay built in. So coordination became went out the window. We couldn't get anybody to play. Nobody wanted to deal with the hassle. Even if they did, we couldn't coordinate anything. So eventually they relented and they fixed it so that you could talk in the chat lobbies again. They haven't done anything. They haven't implemented any changes. The same problems that they had before, allegedly, with the language, are still there. So either they grew a big pair of balls and said, you know what, there's nothing we can do, there's nothing we have to do, we're not obligated to change anything, either grow thicker skin or go play elsewhere, or they simply weren't going to spend the time or the resources, or they just don't know how to fix it. But they pissed off a lot of people in the process. They did finally put a patch in that fixes replays, because if you have a replay in Rome Total War, it desynchronizes, which means the game that you played isn't the game that you watch when you watch the replay. It was so bad. One out of every three replays was screwed. 
I had four different games that I had audios put to, because I do uh, audio replays for, like, Warcraft 3 and Roll to the War on our website at winterreport.com. Then I give strategies, and I give play-by-play, and it's... Uh, think of it like NFL on the radio type thing while you're watching it on TV. Or, you know, uh, think of me as, like a John Madden. Only not as fat, not as old, and, and not as dumb. Okay? And the games were ruined. I mean, there are fantastic games with, you know, cliffhanger for uh, uh, midpoints and, and right down to the wire finishes. You know, giant, you, you get to the point where there'd be like a, a thousand Hun cavalry sitting in the woods. And the Roman army that the one guy's playing is marching over to the field to fight the Huns' infantry. And out of the woods comes, you know, these thousand screaming banshees. And they just, like, flank the entire Roman line. And a giant battle ensues and there's bodies everywhere. Yet, when you watch the replay, the Huns don't charge out of the ambush. The Romans march off in a different direction. And they start swinging at trees. Now, as far as the computer knows, they're swinging at other at other you know players because in the game that's what happened. But they're on the other side of the map, or you know the players or the units that you know march and, and charge out of the woods don't move. The game is completely different from what you watched. This game came out, remember, November of last year or October of last year. They just patched this now two weeks ago. I will give Blizzard their due in certain in certain ways. They do patch their games more than most companies. The problem is the patches they put out usually create more problems than they fix. That's neither here nor there. At least they make the attempt. It takes them four to six months to do it, but they do it. Creative Assembly could take a you know, page out of this. I, I would submit to you that Creative Assembly's Rome Total War would be every bit as popular as Warcraft 3, especially over the internet at the international market, because this is really big in Europe. And, and Total War Shogun was huge in Asia. If they had a Battle.net type system and didn't use GameSpy's freebie suckware. <coughs> it's no secret to a lot of us that Napoleon Total War is the next one up. They've done Shogun, they've done Medieval, they've done Rome. The next one up is Napoleon. That is a game that I personally would be would be looking forward to. Excuse me. But the reality of it is, it's not worth it for me to wait 35 to 40 minutes to get into a game and have one person lag or one person disconnect, freeze the entire game, and have to reboot my computer and do this over and over and over. You don't have to take my word for it. Go talk to somebody on the org forums, the totalwar.org, or our oneyearborn.com forums. Anybody who's played multiplayer on Rome Total War will vouch for this. This is not me making shit up. It's that bad. I strongly recommend you people to buy the game for the single player mode only. Save yourself the time and trouble. I'm sure I will save a few lives tonight by telling you do not attempt to play multiplayer. You'll just end up jumping out the window or slitting your wrists. Or both. Slitting your wrists and then jumping out the window. So there is that. It just it annoys me that Crave Assembly went to all this trouble to remove the chat from there rather than putting in something else that would have taken a lot less time and had a lot more common sense. Not to mention, I can't imagine they'd be legally responsible for what other people uh, say and do in the game. Look, if you don't like the racial slurs, guess what? You probably shouldn't be on the internet. Because they're everywhere. Nothing gives jackasses, jerks, and assholes more power than anonymity. 
They know they're never going to see you in real life, and even if they did, you have no idea who is behind the name on the screen. If you're taking that much offense to some 12-year-old punk sitting in the basement of his mom's house when he should be doing his homework, calling you uh, a mick. I use the Irish term because I'm being Irish and it doesn't really bother me. If you get that upset about it, then you should not be on the internet. You should not be playing games. You should not be talking to other people. You should be locked up in your house with a shotgun waiting for the man or Armageddon to come. You are a shut-in. If it's that bad to you, then you have no business being on there. Not to mention, there is an ignore option built into the game. So if you don't like that whiny little punk giving you all the hard time, put him on ignore. It's not that hard. Oh, Christ. Sinvict is bringing up the main coon ramifications that Blizzard went through when they kowtowed and bent over backwards because a couple people thought Maine Coon was extremely offensive to African Americans. There's a cat in the game of World of Warcraft that's a black cat that was called a Maine Coon. M-A-I-N-E, like the state. And it is a real, honest-to-God, legitimate breed of cat. It's a, it's like a black tabby. But because it's got the word coon in it, oh my god, it must be offensive. They're making fun of black people. Those damn Jamaican troll coons. Yeah. You never see any black paladins, do you? Uh, no, I guess not. You don't see any black night elves, do you? Uh, no, why? Oh, see, Blizzard hates black people. Blizzard and, and George Bush, they hate black people. And apparently the people who were making fun of this apparently did not know that Maine Coon was an actual real life, was a real life breed of cat. But hey, Blizzard, not to be outdone and fearing the Sumonger, said, okay, we'll change it to Black Tabby. God help us if they ever put raccoons in the game. Oh, okay, I get it. It's a raccoon. It's a coon, meaning black person, and it's got a mask and it looks like a thief. Oh, so you're saying all black people are thieves and criminals. Oh, I see. So let me guess. This animal like like takes tra steals trash out of soul. You're saying black people eat, eat trash, and they're breaking the chick coops. Oh, you're saying all people like fried chicken. Do you see how ridiculous this is starting to get? Do you people realize? And I, it's somewhere somewhere along the lines. This got away from being about gaming and more about political correctness. The problem is it's political correctness in online gaming. Do you know how sad and pathetic that is? If you get that worked up over a game that you are personally offended as far as your race, race your race, or your gender, or your religion, then do yourself a favor. Call over, call up whatever ISP company you have and tell them, I do, I do not have the maturity to be on the internet. It's not good for me. It's bad for my health. Please come and disconnect my cable or pull the plug out of my computer. For the love of all that is holy and people on the internet, I have no business. It's like a, you know, a 90-year-old person driving their car or a drunk. Don't get in the car. You're just going to hurt other people. And you can say, well, Emperor, shouldn't the people who are doing the offending be the ones ashamed? Yes, but guess what? That's a fact of life, folks. There's assholes in every walk of life. 
I mean, you see me in class or you see me on the street, prime example, there I am. You've got to deal with it. That's just the way things are. And the Internet is more, more so than anywhere else. Internet and Internet gaming is whitewashed because you can't tell a person's race or gender. All you go by is what their character on screen looks like or, or in their, their handle, their game name. That's all you know. It is the ultimate whitewash. It's the ultimate uh, uh, equalizer because you can only judge a person based on what they allow you to see. As far as, you know, take a Quake team, for instance, our, our Quake clan. We had a couple online players. I, to this day, I still don't know if they were black or white. And even if they were, it doesn't matter to me. Why? I'll tell you why. Because they were reliable. They were great shots. They were great players. You know, when you had to defend the flag, they were there. When you had to have a practice, they were there. When we had our money tournaments and we needed somebody to fill in, they were there on time and ready to play. And they were good. And on top of that, they were great guys. They're nice guys. Funny story, and I'll tell you. And I'm not going to use this guy. I've been debating about it since I got in the discussion. And we're t- kind of veering off topic, but I'm going to I'm going to bring you up something here. There was a guy who I know. He is a friend of mine. I won't say a very good friend. I, I hang out I hang out with him on occasion. We go to uh, uh, like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings BW3 to watch Ohio State games. And we recently went to a Browns game. Actually, it was two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. We went to BW3. I had the Sunday off. We went to watch the game. And it was me and him and two of my other buddies and uh, uh, his girlfriend. And it was halftime. We were waiting on our wings because we had just gotten drinks. And, you know, we were, we were having our drinks. And we had ordered wings. We were waiting for him. And he starts telling us about – and he's big on internet gaming. Um, and I, I had met him in college. That's how I came across him, as it turns out. And he had met this girl online. And I forget – it the hell was it? Was it EverQuest 2? Or... I guess the game isn't important, but he met her in a game. And she's local in the Cleveland area, and he met her. And they got the talking, and you know they really hit it off. They really liked each other. They exchanged phone numbers. Um, they got the talking, and they were going to meet. Now, what I need to qualify this is to say that my friend, and this is why we're not you know particularly close, is that he's more intolerant of certain persuasions than I am and most people that I choose to hang around with. I wouldn't say he's a full-blown racist, but damn close. So he meets this girl, and and I can vouch for this, and I know Baron can vouch for this, and Dan can vouch for this, because that's all we heard about for two weeks solid. What a fine girl this is, and we really hit it off, and she's perfect for me, and I can't wait to meet her. She's the one. I know it. I don't have to go to bars anymore. I don't have to, you know, go on blind dates. Blah 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 blah. You know, I'm sure you've had a discussion with friends of yours, or you've heard about it. It's like the after-school special of the week on Channel Five. You know, boy meets girl on the internet, ensuing love triangle or or, or romance ensues. All right. Well, they decide to meet. So they meet. And I'm hearing this, like I said, two weeks ago. Turns out, lo and behold, she is Latino. Or Hispanic, whichever one. I don't know what the proper term is, but uh, she's um, from 
or her parents are from Mexico. She was born and raised in the United States. No accent. I, I met her, and because we we decided to go on a double date, um, simply because he wanted what what he, what he called protection, just in case it you know didn't work out or what have you. And he couldn't have said more than three words to her all night. As soon as he met her, and this girl, for I mean, when you think of the internet game, you're thinking, and he's not exactly much to look at himself, but you're thinking, all right, she's gonna be you know, not necessarily a looker, but a you know a homely type. She was pretty fine. Was your frame and tear off? You're terrible, Savicta. See what I mean about assholes on the internet? Sin, you were a prime example. Thank you, sir, for illustrating my point. He said not three words to her the entire night. Never talked to her again. He, um, I think he moved servers. I believe, I, I believe, just to get away from her. Changes his messenger a whole nine yards. And all I had to hear about this entire Sunday was how, how the hell does a Hispanic have the money to buy a computer and play an online game? Shouldn't they be out working the fields and, and, and picking fruit? God is my witness. That's how the conversation went. I mean, you want to talk about stunned silence at the table while he's telling the story. You know, and a couple of my friends have, you know, the politeness to just like nod their head or you know, or shake their head like, oh, I can't, yeah, I can't believe that either. None of them had enough, you know, guts, including myself. I didn't want to be, you know, rude and start a fight in the middle of halftime. But these kind of ignorant people are everywhere. But you know what? The point is he made all his judgments and based on the fact of only what he knew about her over the Internet. What her personality was like, what her likes were, what they had in common, what their opinions were, whatever, you know, they shared in conversation over the phone and online. And she was the one. But as soon as you saw she was a different race, oh, she's Latino. Therefore, uh, no, not for me. And my friend happens to be very white, if you wanted to know his, his persuasion. But that's my point. It can be the most whitewashed thing. But at the same time, you're going to have people like my friend. Well, I, again, I use that term loosely. Who are going to be like that online. And it would not surprise me if I find out or found out that he got kicked out of a tournament or he got banned from a chat channel for dropping, you know, N-bombs, what have you. It would not surprise me one bit. <clears throat> you would not see my jaw drop. I'm guessing that girl probably still plays games. Hell, she might even be listening tonight. She knows her website. And she's probably better off for it. But you got to deal with assholes like this. That's just the way life is. You're going to have this in any walk of life, whether it be gaming or life or work or school or whatever. That's just how it is. And trying to slap the rest of us with a gag order because you can't keep control of your own you know, chat lobbies, that's not the player base's fault. This isn't 99% of the player base doing this. This is that 1% that's causing these issues. And rather than taking you know action to target them specifically, you punish the, everybody. It's funny. I did an audio interview, an audio article, January of this year of 05, almost one year ago. And I listened to it the other day, in preparation for this show. And everything I said there, very little of it has changed, including my comments about World of Warcraft, including my comments about Creative Assembly including my comments about the Xbox, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Very little of it has changed. Let's see a show of hands at home. Remember, if you raise your hand, you're an idiot. 
How many of you are buying a game for Christmas or have asked your significant other or your family for a game for Christmas? Whether it be for console or, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, the computer or what have you. So, Victor, you only protect her if she's a stripper. Don't lie to me. I haven't. This is the first Christmas I can remember that I have not... Uh, that's not true. That's not true. Mystic Mim bought me the classic Atari set. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like uh, an actual Atari deck with two controllers and like 30 of the classic Atari games. They've been selling them at Sears for like 30 bucks. I still got my old Atari in all my games. It's actually uh, it's in great condition. I had it hooked up a couple months ago just to see if it worked. I hook it up about once a year to make sure it works. But I have not, I'm not buying it. I haven't bought a game. There are no games that I have bought, none that I've asked for, not for console, not for computer, nothing. Divine Justice saying he doesn't have anything on his. He said this year was like the worst for gaming industry. No games are good out there at the moment. That's my point. There is absolute garbage out there. Sinvicta saying, uh, raise his hand. He's like, there's nothing here. There's nothing I want to buy either. I'm sure most of us have the same have the same opinion. There's nothing out there worth buying, and yet the Xbox just released. How many of you like the Xbox? Those of you who have it, those of you who have played it, are you getting it? Or do you plan on getting it? Are you going to say no? Are you going to hold out for uh, the PlayStation 3 or whatever the hell Nintendo's putting out and hope for the best? I've seen the Xbox, and I've seen it on a uh, LCD TV, and it looks fantastic. Fantastic, and I think it was was a Call of Duty or Brother in Arms, one of them that I played, and I played for a few minutes at uh, GameStop, who I know the manager of. Great looking game. Tiroth saying he's not buying anything else either. He's chiming in, folks. If you do want to get on the conversation, you can hit me up on Instant Messenger at uh, EMP1G. That's AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP the number one and G. If you want to get on the conversation, I should have reset that earlier. My apologies. Obviously, there's no shortage of demand for the Xbox. Everybody sold a lot of them. Now, that's twofold. One, Microsoft not making enough, and two, having to replace all the ones that are damaged and had bad uh, processors. There's just a couple of things that I don't like about the, show, about the Xbox. And the reason that if I do buy a console system, which I am more than likely not going to, I'm going to hold out hope for um, uh, the PlayStation 3 is the fact that it, it, it boasts having three processors, but it actually only uses one. And they said down the road, should technology change, or should the games you know get that point, then they may use the uh, two extra processors. And it's funny, Zerum had the best quote in an article he wrote about this, I read the, uh, the other day. He said, having two extra processors and not doing anything with them is like the Olsen twins drunk at an Elton John concert. Not being taken advantage of. And he's right. It's a, it, they boast about technology, but it doesn't do anything. Most of the games that came out for the Xbox were sports-related, which is great if you like Madden or you like, you know, what have you. You know, you like your NBA Live, and that's fine. I just can't justify a $500 price tag for a game system that offers me pretty much what I was already playing on my PlayStation 2, but looks prettier. There has to be something more than regurgitated garbage we continue to get. There has to be new, creative, and revolutionary ideas. To me, the Xbox is overpriced for what it is. That's me. And I tell you, there is hope on the horizon. 
There is uh, Dark Fall was one of the ones I mentioned. That's a game I'm really looking forward to. I have a whole I have a lot of hope for that one. The other one is, and God help me, I hope I don't keel over here. It's a Star Wars game called Empire at War. Oh, my mic falling off. Hang on. Sorry about that. My damn mic fell off. It's called Empire at War. And basically this, if anybody's ever played the old Homeworld series, Homeworld, Homeworld 2, um, uh, that kind of thing, it's like an RTS game for uh, for Star Wars and the Star Wars uh, genre, Star Wars universe. You can play as the Empire or the Alliance and a couple other ones. It's got ground combat and it has space combat. You can have Star Destroyers. You can have fighters. It's, it's going on KSC. Uh, you can have Stormtroopers. You can have Walkers. I've seen the playable demo, and I, or not the playable demo, I've seen the demo. It's not a playable demo, but it's like a trailer. It looks fantastic. This is the game I could sink my teeth into, and if it, if it is, everything is advertised. And that's, that's the problem. It's, it's all hope. It's, it's, it's all, you know, praying to, to John Carmack, the video game god, and hoping that this isn't turned into another Daikatana, where he had so much promise and so much hype, or a Duke Nukem Forever, that you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and it finally comes out, and it's like a giant seeming pile of, you know, cow flop. No, I didn't fall off the chair. My mic fell off my head, dick. Sinvicta is not a nice person. Tiroth is holding out for the revolution. The Nintendo revolution. I mean, this is a game, and, and a lot of the guys in the clan, we've all been talking about this, and, and we're really psyched about it when it comes out. It's supposed to be out in the next couple of months. And, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but, I mean, this is something that looks really great. I mean, we're talking about epic space battles. Commanding, you know, star fleets in real time. That, to me, is interesting. That, to me, I would love that. I like the original Homeworld, and I liked Homeworld 2, and I wish it was a little quicker-paced so that more people would play it online. It, it was great. It used GameSpy, but because there were so few people on it, it never really had you know a great deal of lag. It was a great one-player game, too. But that's great! I mean, who hasn't ever you know wanted to command a bunch of Star Destroyers and send them in to blow up a planet? You know... Land a division of stormtroopers and go, you know, steamrolling over a bunch of Care Bears throwing sticks and rocks. LucasArts is not godly. They are not well known for their video games. Knights of the Old Republic was probably the only exception to the rule. Hell, I even bought Star Wars Rebellion and played it quite a bit and found it somewhat interesting. It was a, it was a very shoddy battle simulator. But it, I mean, this looks great, and I'm, I, I just... I have such optimism for this because I have been playing a great deal of games lately. And a lot of us have had the same discussion is, are, is it the fact that we're getting older now that we're in our mid-20s and we're looking towards the future of life and we're just not finding the interest in games that we used to? Or is it that the games themselves have lost their appeal to us? So which is happening? Are the games outgrowing us or are we outgrowing the games? And I think it's a little bit of both. But this is one that I think would would do very well at least in our clan setting and i think across the board and this is one that i think you could you know get behind for audios you could do articles on i, I could see tournaments spotting up for this if it is as good as it looks and the the game engine works and the interface is user friendly i see a legitimate contender to unseat starcraft as the best you know space time rts game out there I'm sorry, Casey. I didn't, I didn't see what your uh, comment was. 
Civic was like, I'm nice. What the hell are you talking about? I give it to children. Shut up. Tyrod's like, it's hoping and waiting for Sinvicta to say something intelligent and then being let down every single time. You guys are cruel. If there's an RC chat, if we have an IRC chat room for next week, I, you guys will be going at it again, like life and fist. Sinvicta says, remind Tyrod to go get himself killed by Auto Wand. That's harsh. That's below the belt. Lord Tiroth, part of our Warcraft, our World of Warcraft division, the only person I know ever to die to auto wanding, and he admitted it in public and on the air. That poor dumb bastard. Suppose he hasn't been scarred for life for what we did to him. <laughs> so there is hope out there, and I, I would, I'm, I'm glad I'm able to end this on a positive note. Because let's face it, the majority of the show has been has had a negative spin to it. In summary, KFC's having a five-minute cast delay. Do it as your connection. In summary, World of Warcraft, boring. Creative Assembly, sucks. Darkfall, sh looks promising, shows promise. Star Wars Empire at War, looks very promising. I'm being, I'm being slammed here by Ames from different people who wanted to get their opinions in on the Sinvicta versus Tiroth debate. We'll get to that uh, another time. We're approaching the one hour, uh, one and a half hour mark here, folks, so, and I'm, I'm running low on, on things I wanted to get to. I, I mean, this is the main topics that I wanted to hit. We've had a good discussion on those. A lot of you have been hitting up on Instant Messenger. Uh, I have been typing back my responses to some of you. I also had addressed it online whenever possible. I do want to remind everybody to head over to the website at onesyourborn.com. You get in on the forums. We're going to start doing this show on a regular basis now. Now that it's at a time frame that actually I can accommodate, which is 9 o'clock on Sundays. Now, next Sunday, if memory serves, is, I think, Christmas. So what we're going to do is we're going to push this show back to... Let's make it Tuesday, the 27th at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard. And, and I will post this on the website in the, uh, in the news, so definitely check in there for updates in case it changes. All right, but let's shoot for Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. That, that's the 27th, and we'll have the new show. We'll have another Emperor's Court, and we'll go from there. This is something I want to start doing on a regular basis now, especially now that my schedule has allowed me to do it. We're not going to stick to World of Warcraft specifically anymore. I think we've pretty much gotten that across. So... Spread the word. Tell your friends. We're back in the air. We're going to start doing this. The IRC channel. Yes, I know. A bunch of you keep asking me about IRC. Divine Justice brought this up in the forums. By uh, next week, when we go, we will have an IRC channel set up so that you people can come in and talk about it there. We're going to try and keep it up running 24-7. It shouldn't. Obviously, it's not that difficult. Once we have it registered, everybody is welcome. One other major thing I want to bring up, and I want to ask your opinions on this, and I want to see you post on the website. Let me know what you think. Warcraft 3, a bunch of us from the old 1G Warcraft 3 division have started playing the game again. It's not something we're serious about contending in like we used to. We're not going to start climbing the ladder and you know, make a run for the, for the uh, top ranks again. We just don't have the time, and the game's not that interesting to do for anyways. What we want to know is if we opened up recruiting for the clan online on Battle.net only, how many people would be interested in joining? There's no requirements. You can, anybody can join. 
The difference is the full members full members will have a bracket with a 1G at the end of their name and then the clan name next to it, the 1G that's actually put on there by Battle.net. Everybody else will just have just the 1G that Battle.net gives them. And we're looking to do it on US East, so if anybody's interested in this, and I want to know if there's any kind of demand. If there is, we may start doing some live shoutcast again too. And it's not necessarily going to be the top tier players. We'll take whoever's on at the time because, let's face it, we have just as much fun making fun of the people that suck as we do getting excited about the people that rule. If there's a big enough demand for it, we may start doing that again. So those of you potential shoutcasters out there who want to do some play-by-play, now's the time to come back crawling out of the woodwork and start submitting your uh, demos to me. If you have a question or comment about the show, Hit us up at onejureborn.com, post on the forums, post on the website, or if you want to bust me off an email, uh, hit me up at emperor, the number one, g at cox.net, cox.net. If you want to have a question answered or a comment about the show or a suggestion or, you know, whatever, you want to give me free porn, hit me up at that email. You already know my instant messenger that we have for the show. So, there you go. I'll be made fun of if I play Warcraft 3. Oh, Divine Justice, no offense, but everybody gets made fun of when I'm casting and when it comes down to Warcraft 3. So, uh, there you go. There you have it. Anyway, so, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the show. Uh, it's the first Emperor's uh, Court back in a while. We're going to start, and that's uh, that's another thing, is I also want to hear about the uh, the uh, commercials. If you want to start doing commercials again, I want to hear it on the website. we got it. We got to have some feedback coming from you people. I'm not going to spend the time, the trouble, and ask you know certain people to write commercials. Take the time to get the voice actors, record them, add the music, what have you. If there just isn't any interest in them, I know they were exceedingly popular at the time. All right, but that was then. This is now. So there are some things I want to do with the show, especially since I've got about a month and a half before the semester kicks back up. That I want to get some things in motion. But this is this is something we're going to try and keep going on a regular basis as long as we possibly can, as long as it's fun. You know, if it comes that that gaming becomes so tedious and boring and negative that there just isn't any point anymore, then we're just going to cancel it. But that's a long way away. There are a lot of things on the horizon. There are a lot of things to talk about. So I want to hear back from you. Anyways, folks, i got to get going here. There are things that I need to do, but uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I hope you did anyways. Uh, definitely tell your friends we're going to start doing this every Sunday night. But remember, next week, because it is Christmas... We will be airing the show live Tuesday the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. Okay? So uh, mark your calendars. Make sure you can tune in for that and what have you. Is there anything else on my board that I need to talk about? I do not believe so. Mystic Man, am I forgetting anything? I'm not forgetting anything. You sure? Alrighty. Alright, folks, we're out of here. Uh, let's say bad manners are better than no manners at all. Don't forget to visit our sponsors, blizzlink.com and radiolinknet.com. Check them out. We appreciate their sponsoring the the, uh, uh, the website as well as the shoutcast. Uh, tune in or check out their forums, check out their websites, check out the sponsors we have on the site. Uh, check it out, onesyourborn.com also. Uh, see ya!
what's the record? Thorny did six, but I think you can do ten. Ten? Starting right in meow? Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. All right, now. Hand over your license and registration. Your registration? Uh, Hurry up, meow. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> There's something funny here, boy? No. Well, then why are you laughing, Mr. Larry Johnson? All right, meow, where were we? I'm sorry, are you saying meow? Am I saying meow? I, I, th I thought you... Don't think, boy, meow. Do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> meow, what is so damn funny? I could have swore you said meow. Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree? No. No. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. Well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> hey, you stop laughing right now. Yes, sir. Now, I'm going to have to give you a ticket on this. But... No buts, Mel. That's the law. Not so funny, Mel, is it? <laughs> <laughs>